Welcome to the Digging Dexter Podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. This is Victor, and now that he's earned that beer for running for four miles, I am joined by Colton. My <laughs> fat ass running four miles in the way. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but yeah. yeah. That is uh, Colton. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. I ran four miles today. I have earned this beer, and my name is Colton. <laughs> and we are here to discuss uh, episode four of season eight. Scar tissue. This episode was written by uh, Flea, as we mentioned last podcast. Um, I think this episode, uh, you know, we're going to get into other stuff before we get into it, but I think this is the episode where it starts to turn. Okay. Oh, yes. This was bad. I'm not trying to be a, I've been very trying not to nitpick this season. We've, we had a conversation before we even started recording this season where I was kind of messaging like my opinions on some certain things and stuff like that, which we'll get into in later episodes. This episode is just not good. It's not. Yeah, it's um, I hate what they do at the by the end of it. I'm just like, oh, like completely unnecessary. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, yeah, but. As we try to do, and I, Colton, I have a nice little surprise for next week. Uh, let's let's uh, do some uh, chit chat, so to yep. say. Um, try to uh, barrel through some questions, and Colton has them this week. So I'll let you lead the way, um, sir. After running four miles. Um, okay, so we are going to start with. Uh, we have two questions for this. Oh, we have three questions. Yeah, that's right. We're going to start with uh, question number one, which was one that I saw recently and I thought it would be a lot of fun. Um, you're on death row. Let's just say death row, but it can also be you're, you are given a day that is your last day on earth. What is your last meal? I want to say we did this before. After okay. after t- after talking. No, but that's fine. But the point of that, um, I think my answer changes. Right, my my answer changes. I know it does. Yeah, so th- maybe this is like a a once a once a season we should revisit this <laughs> and um, just keep notes of what it is every season. We can see where we're at. Like, yeah. oh, I was in my healthy zone at that time. That's right. Um, Kale salad. What? <laughs> so my my gut answer, and it's like what marissa will always cook me if it's like a holiday whatever if we're like celebrating or she's like trying to treat me to something nice it's chicken parmesan with vodka sauce is usually the go-to you love i like that little kicker sauce i forgot how much you like vodka sauce yeah um and it's either that or well-made chicken franchise and I say well-made because me and Marissa always struggle to get a good – like if we've made it 10 times, we've only made it good like five. What That's not it? her or me. Chicken Frenchese. It's like lemon breaded chicken, oh, lemon and wine oh, and oh, butter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chicken okay. Frenchese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's it's a toss between those. If that's like my last meal, yeah, that, that would be it. Okay. I feel like yours is like some steak. No. Oh. Bottomless breadsticks, never-ending soup and salad at Olive Garden. I get to live forever then. (laughs) 
maybe I, we haven't done this question because <laughs> okay, I do not remember that. The only reason I'm saying that is when I saw this question, somebody said that. I actually, I'm totally stealing it from somebody. I'm plagiarizing. I don't respect myself. So, no, I died laughing when I saw that answer. When this this guy wrote it, I was like, "That's perfect!" Like, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, no, real answer is it actually normally is steak. It would normally be medium rare steak, mashed potatoes um, with steamed asparagus. That would be my normal answer. But whenever I sent you this, when I was thinking about it all day today, like, okay, it's my last day on earth. This is my last day. Like, what is that last meal? I don't care how my gut's going to feel. I don't care about nothing, right? Because it's end after that. I was like, you know what? I'm just going all out. I want spicy fried chicken, fried okra, mashed potatoes. And a big, big ice cold beer. That's it. Southern to the max. If you're adding a drink, I'm going to add a Coke, Pepsi. Sorry. Really? I don't drink it that much. We we will drink it like on occasion, but um, fried chicken. That is interesting because I think if I never have, and I, I, it's not that I don't like fried chicken. If I've never, if I never had it again in my life, my life like wouldn't have changed. Oh, oh no! I, I'm just I, not a fried chicken guy. I am. I eat fried chicken at least once a month. I love, I love a good like, especially like hole in the wall where I have to pay cash only fried chicken, and that is the best here in Houston. There's this one place called Chicken and Rice Number One. Oh, it is so good. They have the best wings I have ever had in my entire life. Seven dollars. You, you just go in. Seven dollars cash. Let me take my wings. Let's go. Those are the best places. Um, so you know what's good. funny about that? I love buffalo wings. Like I, I could eat forty million. Like that might be my number two. Like buffalo wings with some but nice. That's fried cheese. chicken. That's fried chicken still. I know, but you know what? I would never go somewhere and order fried chicken. I would order everything else, like whatever else there was there besides that. Uh, something I wanted to actually type in the chat, but she actually answered herself since. Um, Jen is a a regular contributor to the pod. She's basically our uh, she's mm. behind the scenes. She's um, I was gonna try and come up with an analogy, but I can't come up with one. She answered medium rare steak, asparagus. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, we're on the same page. Oh, we are on the same page right there. Ooh, loaded baked potatoes, Brussels sprouts, Brussels blah, Brussels sprouts, cheesecake, and a Michelob Ultra. That's interesting. You're doing asparagus and the sprouts. That's a good one. See, I'll do either steak and Brussels sprouts, or if I'm doing steak night, steak and Brussels sprouts, or steak and asparagus. I, there's no way I would mix the two. But if it's me my last meal, ooh, that's good. I got to tell you, me and my wife have a saying, um, we're here for a good time, not a long time. So if we're ever like, oh, should we buy this? We, we'll, we'll like repeat to each other, like, are we here for a good time or a long time? So I was like, buy that thing, get in debt, eat that nasty food, whatever. I have to say, if you guys have vegetables in your final meal, you guys ain't living. Oh, no, 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 no. It's all how you make it, man. I can make some really unhealthy Brussels sprouts, and they taste amazing. <laughs> I know, oh. but at its core, it's still vegetable. It's still- I, but I like I actually like vegetables. Like, no, I really no, do. I do. I, I do, too. Just when I think last meal, I think, like, uh, Outback, they're um, – they're, yeah. Whatever their fries, I forget what it is. Awesome. There's awesome. not one healthy. Yes. It's cheese, bacon, and their sauce that comes with it is huh? just so bad for you that you actually could hear your body saying, please don't. And like, oh, mm-hmm. never mind. And it's like so good. Um, <laughs> let's let's go on to your second one. 
Second Colton. one is kind of matching where we were talking about earlier a little bit, actually. Best concert you've ever been to. So something I want to bring up is that we this episode is being live streamed. And if you want to hear me, Colton, and Jen break down the Kurt Cobain death, uh, some behind the scenes, um, Colton and Jen really gave you some insight into what actually happened as they both know what actually happened. <laughs> um <laughs> But, I'm just telling you, man, you don't know all the rules. <laughs> but um, yes, I just want to bring up this episode is live stream. So go check that out. Uh, Absolutely. We did a little bit before. Um, best concert I've been to. It is because it is in my quote unquote home country, just in terms of it's my family's home country. It's obviously not mine, but I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers in the first time they ever played in Guatemala. And I was there with my cousins and stuff, and it was just the Red Hot. Look, I'm the biggest Red Hot Chili Pepper fan you probably will ever know. They suck live, but if they said they were performing tomorrow and the ticket is a thousand dollars, here's my thousand dollars. I'll go see them tomorrow. It's just, it's just like that that um, that uh, unhealthy loyalty I have to them that I will always pay to go see them. But that was the coolest thing. Just like. Uh, they they have the shirts with their logo and they do mm-hmm. the country in there, and um, it was so cool having like the Guatemalan flag with the the the, the inside the logo and it was like the shirts. It says "I'm with That's you, Guatemala cool. City," whatever. Uh, that was and like they kind of like took over the town. Like there was Red Hot Chili Pepper logos everywhere. Um, that was by far the 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 best concert. I'm not sure what will top that. Maybe the first time I see the Red Hot Chili Peppers with Marissa, but other than that, yes. If I want to give a runner up. To a concert that probably may have topped that, but it got canceled due to COVID. Me and Marissa and um, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law had tickets to the, uh, I think it was called the Mega Monster Tour or something. It was Green Day and Fall Out Boy and Weezer. And I'm a huge, I'm a big Green Day fan and I'm an even bigger Fall Out Boy fan. I don't care what that says about me. I love Fall Out Boy. Did not know that. Um, I learned something new. Yeah, I, I... Man crush on Patrick Stump. Uh, I was so looking forward to that concert and fucking COVID. Uh, so that concert never happened. I mean, they actually are playing now, but uh, that's my that's my answer. What's yours? Okay, mine is, and I'm, and it's only because at the time I will even say this right now. At the time, I didn't consider it my greatest concert I'd ever been to, but now I a hundred percent looking back on it, just because you can Google this performance and it's on YouTube with millions and millions of hits after what's happened. Is I went. I am a huge Lincoln Park fan. Okay. So very big Lincoln Park fan. I saw Lincoln Park eight times before uh, Chester passed. Um, so that was. Always, I'll say Linkin Park, best concert probably I've ever been to. Whether your opinions of them or whatever, don't really give a shit. They're amazing. They were amazing to watch live. I got to watch them when they performed in the Woodlands with um, Chris Cornell. And Chris wow. Cornell came out and sang Numb with Chester. And oh at God. the time, I was like, that's badass, right? Like at the time, yeah. it was awesome, right? I didn't realize until later on th- how much more I'm appreciating that now. And like I said, you can pull that up. If you go on YouTube and you do it to Chris Cornell numb, it'll come up Woodlands concert with Lincoln park. And it is the most amazing thing. I, I like in my head still to this day, best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like 
That's really will cool. Ever top that? That's one of those things. As you get older, you, you'll get those. Like this is going like to everybody. If you're into concerts, not everyone's into concerts. You know, it teach their own. But that is high up there. My second, I'm actually going to do a run up the same as you because this was my favorite concert until events happened and stuff like that. And this is going to be always kind of a weird one. Um, but Shine Down. Shine Down, wow. the first time I ever saw them. If you ever get a chance to go to Shine Down, I cannot recommend them enough. The guy is like the rock version of Joel Olstein. Like, I hate I hate Joe Olstein. I can't stand him, but the guy knows how to give a good positive message, right? And he knows how to like get people amped. The lead singer, I don't even know his name. The lead singer of Shinedown, though, he comes out and all he does is give these positive messages when he's talking between songs, and then they just go right into a performance. And it's a big show. They it's like Circus Soleil and stuff like that. I was I went to it on a whim with a couple friends of mine, and we were kind of like, eh, shine down, like it, you know, they they play on the main radio station, like whatever. That got done with. I was obsessed with them. I started finding every album I could with them. I was listening to them nonstop. Can, if you ever get a chance, if you're into that type of music, pop rock and stuff like that, I recommend them fully to go watch live. Let me ask you a question, and I guess this has changed now that since we are parents and we just can't do something randomly Pink, on a, my on a random up. night that we want to. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jen, Jen, also uh, three questions, three answers. Uh, Jen, Jen's answer was Pink. Uh, Marissa went to Pink on her bachelor party last uh 2019 and she said it was one of the most amazing shows ever like the theatrics and the quality put into the show she was like it was incredible um so i could see i don't even think marissa she likes pink i don't think she loves pink um my wife saw a follow-up to your loved it yeah 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 Uh, a follow-up to your question and like i was saying like we don't do this as much now because parents and it's hard to just like randomly go out on a night Mm -hmm. but were you someone who would just go to a concert even if like you didn't really know the band? Basically, because mm-hmm. what I'm saying is I only went to concerts where like I knew I knew the band, I'll know more than one song, whatever. Because uh, you kind of said like, oh, not everyone's a concert person. I don't even know if I would consider myself a concert person because I will only go to concerts where I know I'm going to know the songs and have fun like – I'm always usually okay skipping the opening acts, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, are you the other way? Like if I said like, hey, I have tickets to, I'm going to assume you don't know the band Ataxia. Uh, and I was like, hey, you want to come see this band Ataxia? They're pretty cool. Let's go. You would come? Oh, I'll see. I would say. Throughout the I day, say, uh, throughout the day, I'll pull up their songs. I'll listen to a couple, figure out who they are. Um, that was how I went and randomly, I had never even really heard of 311. And a friend of mine was like, dude, hey, we're going to go uh, to this concert, 311. I got an extra ticket. Uh, you want to go? And I was like, who's that? And he's like, uh, they're like this kind of like a reggae kind of band, but not really. They do like some different like like stuff. They're just kind of out there. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, let's let's go check it out. And I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, no, I'll. I'll, I'll not now, obviously, but back no, in. That's what I, that's what I was trying to say. Like, like back, back then, back then. Yeah. I, randomly I would go to concerts I was really big on festivals like rock festivals and stuff like that like Vans yeah, Tour see, I, I uh, Bud Light Winnie Roast unless I knew like two or three like um, what's the festival I went to Bamboozle in like 2009 and like looking back I guess I'm glad I went but it sucked 
there was like so many bands I had no idea. It was hot. I was like miserable. I went to Firefly Festival. That's where you camp and shit. And See, I mostly went that. because of I'm Red not, Hot Chili oh, Peppers. Yeah, well, I'm not going to do that. Mm. Um, not to take up too much time. The third question. Yes. This is um, sponsored by Jen. <laughs> Jen's like, are we just randomly talking about shit because this episode was so bad? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As soon as we wrap up this question, we're going to uh, talk to you guys next week. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah by the way dexter ended up in a pond or some shit i don't remember <laughs> uh, it's funny you're calling it a pond uh your favorite pizza topping uh and this is uh this is a sponsored question from jen mine is a uh, classic uh, pepperoni jalapeno That's oh my, see, my... i was just gonna go ahead i i, I don't like I, i'm not a one topping person unless i do that it's if i'm doing only one topping it's extra cheese like a plain straight just plain cheese pizza then I'm uh, I'm basic. I just go pepperoni. Yeah. See, if I, if I if I want to get crazy with it, I'll add buffalo sauce and like dip it in buffalo sauce. But it's usually just pepperoni. Yeah. Now, nothing, if I if I'm crazy. gonna have toppings, can't be just pepperoni. It has to be pepperoni jalapenos. Um, if not, it's plain plain cheese all day. Costco Costco plain cheese pizza. Oh, so good. Co- Costco pizza is one of the most underrated gems in America. For real. Like if the 20, not to get political, if the 2024 president wants to say, <laughs> I'm going to open up more Costco's and the ch- I'm going to lessen that pizza by a dollar. I don't even know how they could do it. Um, <laughs> that guy has my vote. Or and, this is, and this gotta is somebody be, f- be correct. And this is somebody from New York saying this. So <laughs> just saying. Oh, I, I hate the pizza. <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. Actually, we can because we have we have to fill up our time. And I don't want to no, talk about this no, episode. No, let's get into this episode. <laughs> We'll talk about we'll have, and, we'll have Pizza Gate another day. <laughs> uh, and then again, the third answer, Jen's answer, pepperoni. So we are um, all, all in the pepperoni family. Oh my god! I guess it's time. Scar tissue. It's a terrible episode. Um, it's so. I have five oh, notes. Man. I have five notes. <laughs> so. I guess there's a lot we could say about this episode, sort of. I think this is definitely where this end scene. You know, I have a huge problem and it's something I always talk about. And this episode shines the light on it like really bright. Okay. I have I have it all. And it, it this episode was a little bit hard to do notes because it kind of all blends together. But I sort of have this as, you know, Dexter and Vogel with the brain surgeon Devin Vogel and then I have Quinn and Masuka as one. Oh, you have more on that than I did. I I could care less about Quinn and Masuka in this. I get we have to so talk about him, but yeah. Right. Let's go ahead and spin the wheel and Colton, you let me know where it ends up. And what about that? Quinn and Masuka to get out of the way. Let's do it. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Quinn passes his sergeant test and while out celebrating, overhears other Miami Metro people talking about Quinn. Best, uh, Deb. <laughs> Best line of the episode, though, is from this. So uh, Quinn punches him and then 
I just have that Quinn is such a magnet for anything Deb. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even like Jamie's. <clears throat> Jamie's um beef with Quinn. Like, it's always about Deb. Yeah. Like, she's one million percent right. Like, it's laughable. And I know, like, we're only seeing the scenes when they. Deb, it's just. It's like okay. We know if Quinn's in this scene, Deb's going to get brought up. Let's get it. Let's go through it. And why is Jamie constantly making up with him? What is the what is the line that you said is uh is the funniest line from this? Oh, well, for me, the funniest one was whenever he passes it. He's like, I've never been so excited about a positive uh, test. Yes. Like, yeah, he has so- that like, look in his eyes. That, yeah. uh, that is a great line. Uh uh, th- this episode really encapsulate encapsulates a lot of what I don't like about the Dexter show. Um, Matthew alerts Batista that Angie Miller got a better test score. And I think it's part of where they never made the side characters matter. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you hear like Angie Miller has the better test score, it's like, honestly, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who is Lieutenant? has never mattered like no. it didn't impact the story in any way other than when deb so when was they, but that's because it's directly linked to dexter right and there was more more like you know she passed her father and she was never you know um and it's sort of like the same thing with masuka like we're gonna find out that his daughter shows up and to my memory she does not at all connect with the dexter part of the storyline Meaning, like, she could literally be, like, side, like, it could be, like, an after show, and mm-hmm. it, it has no impact on the show. Um, and it's my huge gripe that all these extra characters, they don't matter. They're there just to fill the episode. It's, it's, it's you know what? It, it's it's like Jen said, we could have done without 90% of this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'm going to lower that number a little bit, but if you just eliminate... Yes, like make this a 40, a 30 minute episode and just Deb, Dex, and Vogel. It just cuts out all the stupid shit. Like, I don't care that Quinn is punching people because of Deb. It's just, it's, it's. Ugh. So, my notes literally on this here you go. Jamie and <laughs> Quinn fuck. That's about it. Vince and his daughter, the fuck why? That's it. That's my notes on them. Done. <laughs> And that's literally what you just said. Like, that was it. Like, right. I don't, that's all I, I mean, yeah, he gets a higher test score. Okay, cool. Don't care. You know, and we're, I mean, it, it just doesn't, doesn't impact. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't add impact. anything. It doesn't advance a story. Masuka and his daughter. Okay. Let me watch this from 20. What is this? 2013? Thir- 13. Yeah. 2013 Colton. Okay. Hey, maybe his daughter, maybe this is going to be a, 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 something's going to happen. Maybe Dexter's going to try to date her or maybe she's going to get killed by the like killer. Like that's what I'm thinking, right? That's a possibility. Now we do have the unfortunate um, reality that we know what's going to happen and it's stupid. It's pointless. And I'm trying, and I, I'm really not trying to nitpick or anything like that on this, but unfortunately with this, we kind of have to know what's going to happen and it's bad. Like this is just, like like Jen says, like I mean, we know Batista is going to give the promotion to Quinn. I honestly, and this is maybe just because I don't care, and I don't think the show makes us care enough. Like, I don't even like I don't even know if I think that. Yeah. Like I just don't care enough to like connect the two. You know, 
with Masuka's reveal that his daughter shows up, and I kind of looked this up. I don't know if this was possible in 2013, where if you were a sperm donor, you can like go find your real father. Oh, that's a good point. I never thought about that. Because I was just like, how is this even possible? And why make her a sperm? I guess <clears throat> there was an earlier scene where Masuka um, noted that he was a sperm donor. But why not just make him like a, a, a you know, a, a woman he had a relationship with in the past? But whatever. doesn't matter. This, this storyline doesn't matter. And you know what? We Quite frankly, we spent right. <laughs> too much time on it. Um. I, I uh, yeah, Jen. I I don't think there was any point to her. I think I remember the story just falling flat. Yeah, and that was that. Let's spin the wheel and see if we're going to talk about Deb and Vogel or Dex and Vogel. Deb and Vogel. Wow, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um, so in the and something where I'm almost positive it's like one of the first times an episode starts out not with Dexter. Mm-hmm. Um, starts out with sort of a reenactment of a fantasy of sorts of Deb where she shoots Dexter instead of LaGuerta uh, at the season seven finale. And I, you know, there, there's a lot of conversation here, but one thing that had me thinking was I wonder if they shot this at the end of season seven, like where she also shoots Dexter. You know what I'm saying? It's oh. not really that interesting. Just something I thought of. Maybe. But yeah. the, w- the way they only show Dexter is has me thinking that it was a reshoot. Um, regardless, I have it interesting where Deb fantasizes basically that, you know, maybe she should have killed Dexter and this is like treatment from Vogel. And at mm-hmm. the end of the episode, she tries to do exactly that. Um, and, you know, we have the we have the the sort of setup where Deb uh, Vogel is treating Deb and Deb has to hit rock bottom in order to get any healing, you know, completely shatter mm-hmm. in order to get back to whole. Uh, so Deb is staying at Vogel's house and sort of Vogel's whole technique. It's interesting. And, and I wonder if you have any thoughts about this where, because this is something like I kind of thought of later as it was like just sitting in my mind, thinking of stuff to talk about on the episode, you know, Vogel shows Deb all these tapes of Harry mm-hmm. and just sort of trying to install the idea. Like, you know, Dex is Dex did what he had to do, but, and so did you, like you, you were Dexter was playing his role. And so were you. And what these tapes end up doing, and we'll talk about it, is make Deb realize, like, yeah, the only way out of this is to, for both of us to die. Um, one has me thinking, like, did Vogel accidentally send Deb in a spiral without realizing? Or was this a way, because Vogel does a lot of showing, like, Dexter's crack into being, like, the perfect psychopath. Mm-hmm has this soft spot for his sister. You know, we've seen it in the previous episodes where right. like, you know, Oh, you think like that, you feel like that for your sister. That's, that's, I, I've never even knew that was possible. Uh, was, 
Vogel maybe trying to sabotage Deb, not knowing it would end up in suicide, but sort of get Deb out of the way. Did that ever cross your mind if you could put yourself back in 2013 shoes? Or you think I'm like reaching in terms of trying to make something that's not there? In 2013, I would have never thought that. There's no way. I I, I want to say I can remember what was going on, but I actually don't on this part. Like what I was thinking. I do remember when... How the, well, we'll get to that in, in in a little bit, the ending. But um, I do remember that, like her going through with the Lagorta, um, not killing and killing Dexter and Vogel there. But all I remember thinking in 2013 when I was watching this is just kind of like, well, why is she doing? Like, why is it that she's trying to like convince Deb that killing Dexter would have been the worst case scenario? And it's like, that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, I don't know. There was a lot going on in it that it just doesn't add up in my head. Um, I don't know. I don't It's I don't know. I feel like I, I thought there was a lot more sinister stuff behind Vogel back in 2013. But now watching this, I'm able to be like, huh, I wonder if Vogel is like really trying to play God in terms of she has Dexter and... Like I said, like, you know, Deb is the crack in Dexter's armor. And yeah, I guess like, sort of like not even this not is even her like, masterpiece. Yes. Yes. OK. It is just sort of something I thought of, uh, um, you know. Um, and this is where my huge knock as in the show Dexter as a whole. And it gets brought up this episode that, you know, Deb and Vogel go back to the shipping container and Vogel just sort of sets it up where yeah, Dexter was doing what he was supposed to do, kill LaGuerta. That's just who he is. But Deb, because she has a conscience and she's quote unquote normal, she just has to swallow this and accept the whole ordeal as love, sort of what she say mm-hmm. is for what it is. And it's the whole idea I always say is Dexter never suffers the consequences. Well, I know he's suffering them with Deb here in terms of she hates him, but that's not a real consequence for being a okay. murderer, for having his wife killed. His kids are not with him. Um, I'm get that's this. just sort of the the little thing I hate. Um, so I, 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 it sounds like you have stuff to say. Let me just say one more time. Yeah. I hate comparing it because I do it so often, but Walter White, as we go along Breaking Bad, suffers a lot of consequences for what he does. Dexter in season eight is just, I mean, the, the season eight opener was life is great. I'm banging soccer moms. Coach my kid to a soccer championship. Life has never been better. And that's such a frustrating way to deal with a character who's a serial killer who's supposed to be an anti hero. Uh, the defense, please. No, oh, no, there's no defense. There's no defense. So don't worry. Oh, I meant like, uh, I was trying to say like in a courtroom when it's yeah. your turn to go. Uh, no, we're both prosecution on this one. Don't worry. We're tag teaming him. We're going in. So, go ahead. no, my issue is this is, like I said, I was trying to give you like when you're asking me the 2013 Colton and what I was thinking. So I watched this episode. Technically now I've watched it three times in the last uh, like couple months or whatever. So um because i watched it once i watched the the season all the way through you know and then i watched it twice one time to take notes and a second time just to kind of re like really like get some talking points 
watching it that time to get the talking points on it, I realized how much I fucking hate this episode. And the main course on it is this whole thing with the, it starts with the opening, the opening is so good, but yet so bad at the same time to me. Like, I really like the whole shooting Dexter and reliving this. And I'm like, that's really cool. Like, you know, Jennifer Carpenter does a great job. Um, it, we've got Vogel in here. This is all like, it's really good. I actually really like it. But then like, as it goes along, I'm like, well, hold on a minute. So Vogel's giving permission. Now, Grant, okay. The story is through Dexter's eyes. Okay. So I'm going to give the show the credit there, but Vogel's telling Deb, oh, well, you know, you, he was going to go after LaGorta because she could have brought him down and she could have done this. So it was okay. Okay. Whether you like, Lagorda or not, she didn't deserve to die. She didn't. Right. But no, you're didn't. giving. But if Dexter's supposedly the perfect psychopath, why is Deb a free a free pass? That's some bullshit. Right. It doesn't. It her her own her own thing doesn't add up, and I don't like that. Like it's you're making an excuse for Dexter. Okay, so like I said, that's through Dexter's eyes. Let's just go with it. But then at the same time. What you're saying, she's Vogel's also in here, kind of maybe possibly working behind the patterns because Deb tries to kill Dexter. So is she trying to also wipe Dexter out because she's also viewing Dexter the same way Harry viewed him? You know, this like he couldn't handle it once he saw the kill room. You know, I it, it just it doesn't it doesn't add up to me. It just I don't I don't know. And then that's not even getting into the oh my god, getting into the video clips. Where Harry watching Harry when we first find out Harry killed himself, it didn't really occur to me what all was going on. But now watching this one where he I guess because we're actually seeing, which by the way is very cool, actually seeing Harry on the video. We don't see him as a ghost anymore. So now we're actually seeing real Harry, which is awesome. But yeah, um he's sitting here, he can't handle seeing this body cut up. He's like, uh, he cut him up, he cut him up in the pieces. No, no person deserves that. The fuck you've been a cop, you've seen way worse. It's not like he cut the guy up alive. He killed the person or whoever it was. He killed the person and then chopped him up. Like, it's a body at that point. You're a cop, dude. You understand that. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of weird little things in this that really got to me when I was trying to watch it again for fun after taking notes where I became the ultimate asshole for reviews on this. I just, I did. I couldn't take it anymore. Well, to to the point about Harry, um, I think... Yes, I think he's a cop and he's obviously seen some shit. I think, and we actually, this is a scene that was, uh, we saw this in season two. This is where Dexter has the guy chopped up and Harry comes in the room and he right, sees yes, it and, yes. you, uh-huh. and he throws up and whatever. Right. Um, I think, I think in terms of, it's not that he doesn't deserve it. It's, it's that like, sure, maybe he deserves a gunshot to the chest, a knife in the heart inhumanely being chopped up into little pieces is where like that's, he's still dead he's still dead sinister no i know but like if you're seeing your son do that and you coach them to get to that point and then seeing it i i, I can understand where he's like oh no this is not what i this is not what it's I the same thing for. as killing somebody to me i i view that just as bad i guess what 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 happens to the body afterwards that's where I get. So that's where we're gonna be on a disagreement. What happens to the body afterwards doesn't bother me one bit. It's it's the, oh, the, the take. I, I, think, I think there's a huge, there's a huge, there's a huge part of 
stabbed and then cut into pieces. You don't think there's anything? I don't. In my head, <laughs> I don't. You've already taken the life. The that that's that's the worst part of it, and that's horrible. That's horrible that you're taking the life. Like I, I'm, I'm not trying to like say that it's not a horrible thing. Walking in on your son, finding out he took somebody's life, that alone is that's that's huge. But you you're teaching him. Well, don't get caught. Okay. Well, he's cutting up a body. That makes sense. I guess I don't know. I this is gonna sound. Oh, this is gonna sound really bad. If you kill a, a cow. You kill a cow. Is it is it more disgusting that we butcher it afterwards? Talking to a, a veg- if you're talking to a vegetarian, the killing the cow is the worst thing, not the butchering. I I, I don't know if we can compare cows <laughs> to humans. <laughs> Very true. That's a that's a huge leap for me. All right, let, let's leave it at this. That we're, we'll disagree. We disagree. We, yeah, yeah, we're we'll, disagreeing. We, yeah, yeah. we disagree that I think it's far more worse. To be chopping okay. up body parts, okay, and you think it's actually better? No, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, let me let me put no. it in this wording. This makes a little more. You don't see sense. it as bad. I don't see it any frankly. worse than taking the life. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. So let me let me let me ask it like this then. Do you think Harry would have killed himself if he walked in on Dexter the moment he just stabbed him, and then that was it? Or whatever, however he killed the guy, right? He just walked in on him. He walked in and bam, just like Deb did. Just like Deb did, you see the sword going in, right? That's what Harry did. And then all of a sudden, Harry's like, oh my God, what are you doing? He's like, well, dad, this is what you told me to do. This is what I've been trained for. And he's like, okay, we got to get rid of the body. Let's wrap it in a sheet. Let's go throw it off of the the Brooklyn Bridge, whatever it is that we're going to do, right? Do you think Harry would have killed himself then? Or do you think it's just because of the dismemberment? So to alter your question, just in terms of like what they did with the body after, because I think I think that's where we start. We have a whole world of stuff we could talk about. To answer mm-hmm. your question, if you replace Deb with Harry at the end of season six, yes, let's just do that. Let's just do that. I think there is definitely what the fuck did I do? This is terrible. I don't think it's overdose on heart medication. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's I think it's almost like what like I'm I can't believe I did this. I can never talk to Dexter again. He's nuts. He's everything. I think that this memberment is where it's like it doesn't even phase him. Hmm. Okay. And I know the stabbing didn't phase him. I just think the the chopping up is just like way too many steps <laughs> past past what they agreed upon as to to do whatever. Um it is interesting that we have a different view on it because we're making something out of this terrible episode. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm glad. I, I'm seeing Jen writing in. I'm actually looking at the chat to see if Jen had anything to say on oh, okay. it. Okay. And uh, which I, I, I'm actually in agreement with Jen. Uh, yes, he still would have killed himself. He was okay talking about it, but saying it was something else. Harry still uh, would have been over everything. I think that's what I think. I think seeing it in motion, no matter what, is what did him in. I think sure. that's. That's that's but I'm glad we I'm glad we have a different opinion on it. Like I, I do. Yeah, like yeah. That. No, no. Uh, something else I wanted to bring up in the this is sort of both in the Dexter and Deb. Uh, could I save this for the Dexter part? Yeah, I'm going to save this for the Dexter part. But uh, in terms of Elway and Deb, they're eating dinner together. And we kind of both learned that they both have obviously shit with their fathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deb, you know, realizing kind of like we talked about how much like Harris she actually is. 
Okay. I guess that's sort of it with Deb because a lot of it more factors into Dexter part. Um, Real quick nitpick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a tiny, yeah. it's a very tiny one. Wasted opportunity to have a romantic thing between Elway and um, um, Deb, I think. I was I... thinking just because I'm 2013 Colton watching this, they're banging. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, next episode, they're dating. This is what's going on. And Elway's going to get involved somehow. That's what I was thinking. Elway's going to start figuring out who Dexter is. That's kind of where I saw some stuff coming. So definitely let's revisit that as we get later into um, l- later into the season, because I think there is a point. I want to say it somewhat kind of gets brought up, but yes, um, definitely something we will we will talk about at some okay. point to get into Dexter and Vogel. Uh, let me go back at my notes here. So I, actually, I don't have anything. That's okay. Um, you didn't have anything for Deb, and we we made a whole. That's true. Whole it's probably the best it, so. part of the episode, right there. Right. Other than talking about pizza, but. <laughs> <laughs> so we learn about this TJ Yates, which is uh, one of the next person up in Vogel's book. And while mm. fetting him, we see a scar uh, that mm. sort of looks like it was from brain surgery. Again, drinking a beverage. He's drinking Pepsi, and it was a product placement drink of the Pepsi. What it, they're showing so much beverage drinking this season. I don't know what it is that I'm noticing this. Elway's got all the shakes and the drinks and stuff. He's got the Pepsi Cola, and it's like advertisement on it. Beverages are a big part of the season. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm noticing this, but it's everywhere. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> if you would have told me. Like, hey, beverages are part of season eight. I would have been like, please get away from me. You have a point. <laughs> I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily agree, but you have a point. I don't know why. I don't know me. why. I'm not trying to think it has anything to tie in. It's just why are they showing so many beverages? Like the workout guy, he had beverages all behind him, like everywhere. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know why. It's just something about beverages this season. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry again. But <laughs> um and we sort of learned that Vogel, to me, it like somewhat foreshadows that Vogel is keeping stuff from Dexter where she just completely forgets to tell him about this brain surgery part. Actually, you know what? That's to be fair. She didn't know. I yeah. forgot about this. Uh, she didn't I don't think know it was intentional. It. Right. Um, and, and the tactic Vogel takes, you know, repairing Dexter and Deb uh, in terms of Dexter thinks he needs Deb in his life, but Vogel and, and much you know, why Dexter and Vogel have a fallout. Um, she sort of sets up the idea that his feelings aren't real. So on first watch, I was like, okay, I could see why later when Dexter sees that written, that why that's so like, I can't believe you're like, you're using me as an ex- test experiment and you think all this. But then I, when I, when I rewatched the episode, she kind of tells him right to his face that like your feelings are not legit. Um, and then we could get into a discussion of, just because you feel something, isn't that an actual real feeling? But early in the episode, uh, I want to play the conversation they actually have because I feel like she's telling him, hey, what you're feeling isn't real. Deb looks up to you, isn't that what you said? She used to. And that made you feel good about yourself? Yes. Well, no wonder you feel so lost. Deborah became a mirror, reflecting a positive image of yourself that you used to balance out with the notion of yourself as a monster. Now that mirror is cracked. And the only reflection you see is one of darkness. You make it sound like that part of me isn't real. And that's kind of like later 
you know, and we can, when we get into it, I think I, mm-hmm. I have it written down exactly what she writes, but like he's sort of tricked himself into thinking those feelings aren't real. Isn't the fact that Dexter feels those things, doesn't that make that real? I don't know. I, I'm almost like confusing myself in what I'm trying to say. It's kind of like if you're a, if you're a woman, if you, if you're a husband or wife or, you know, it doesn't have to, if you abuse your spouse. Mm-hmm. And you still say you love them. That's a good example. You still love them, but uh, mm-hmm. no. But you could still you could still love them. It's just you can have problems with how you express anger, but that doesn't mean you don't love them. Okay, okay. Here's the here's my example on it. I, I see what you're saying right there. Here's my example on it. So, um, do you do you love your wife? No. Okay. So. <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. Okay, so how do you know that you love her? Well, because if I didn't love her, she would leave me. Right? Like, is that real love? No, that's a horrible reason. That's a horrible reason to say you love somebody, right? But that's in your head. That's what you think it is. Like, oh, well, that's what love is. I've seen it in the movies. I I buy her stuff. I I buy her things. So I love her. Well, no, that's there's there's more to it than that. That's that's how I guess I'm kind of thinking it is. Again, I'm not, we're also fo- getting... I'm not following you. Okay. Uh, um, maybe I'm. I'm maybe you, I'm. But... Maybe I think I have a point, and I and I don't. So, <laughs> I, I I guess I guess like like so like Jen's saying. So you abuse them because you love them. I I don't necessarily mean you hurt them because you love them. You can. Ah, oh, this is so difficult to to talk about. I feel like you could still love someone, and not be capable of treating them in the way that shows that yeah it's it's the more i talk the more it's like sounding terrible i just don't think hurting someone doesn't mean you don't love them Hmm. (laughs) i know i don't know if that's the right answer i don't know if that's right the more the Hmm. more i talk the more if you don't hit your spouse you don't love them is where i'm getting to I'm gonna have to call Adult Protective Services. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we're still live. My bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, back at Yates' place, uh, Dexter is stalking his house. Uh, comes upon some women's shoes, and we see Yates has his own lair at the bottom of the house. Mm-hmm. <sighs> comes up the stairs. Uh, where was Dexter his van? Because remember, he even made a point. Oh, the van's not here, so he's not there. So where's his van? Listen, there's so much <laughs> there's so much with this that we just have to keep we have to this is rocket bro, past walk all like of this. three three blocks he intentionally like uh, parks like three blocks away everywhere. I'm just I was really confused by that. I was like, "Huh. Okay. Well, let let me let me jump onto a point I was making last week where last week we had a cannibal and now this week we have a guy who collects women's shoes as trophies. With an entire lair under his house. Again, this is all. Go look at Miami oh. in a map. It is not big. <laughs> under his house in Florida, in the basement no in basement. Florida. <laughs> yeah, and it's like Jen saying in the chat: Does Florida? Do people have basements in Florida? I really don't know anyone that have a ba- that has a basement in Florida. Um, let alone a whole this whole thing. You know, um, that's a huge hurricane hazard. Um, <laughs> Oh, God. It's just... Uh, I wanted to bring something up 
that I don't know if it was intentional. I kind of caught it because I just said to myself, why is this in the episode? And Dexter is with Harrison and Harrison gets brought up his imaginary friend. Uh, I want to play the clip mm-hmm. here because it's I, I it's the smallest thing I could make sense of it. Um, and I don't even know if it makes any sense. How many, mister? Two. One for me, one for Dan. Two it is. Who's Dan? Pet elephant. You don't see him? The only thing I could grab of this was the elephant in the room. Oh... But what's See, the elephant in the room between Dexter and Jamie? There's not. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe it's just that Dexter's a serial killer and whatever, or that Deb's not there, whatever. I don't know. I just I tried to I tried on. to make something out of nothing, but whew, I don't That's know. more than I, I got out of it. I, I honestly <laughs> was just like, it's Dan, the imaginary elephant. Okay, they're trying to give Harrison some personality. He has an imaginary <laughs> elephant, but where is this going to go? So... <sighs> Uh, yeah, I, I had nothing. Uh, Dan um, pulls the Dan's in the car and he what pulls the wheel puts him into the pond. <laughs> Dan, the imaginary um, suicidal elephant. <laughs> dude, I think you just created a kid's book. <laughs> so something else that I remember thinking this back in. 2013, and if you want to put our uh, 2013 caps on, obviously, even if we have not watched the rest of the season, mm-hmm. we could tell that this uh, Yates is not the actual brain surgeon. Forget what we know of what's to come. It's too obvious. Even the reveal, yeah, it just doesn't seem like, or we have a whole nother new villain coming in our next episode, but combining what we know and what we didn't know back in 2013... This Yates is definitely not the brain surgeon or, you know, he's acting with someone else, whatnot. What a convoluted way that this guy is not it and there's someone else coming. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, my God, but this is like the fourth person. Dexter's just killing everyone in Vogel's book. Um, Which, I know by the way, why is all yet. of her patients serial killers in Florida? Let's talk about that. <laughs> Ma'am, I think you need to have your license revoked. <laughs> this is the moment where if we're going to have a podcast and we start actually breaking down season eight, we're just going to keep running into this type of stuff. Yeah, we are. Like, we are. It's, 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 again, if you just took a moment and rewrite all this stuff or just someone look it over, it's like, wow. So we had a, a cannibal and whatever, and they didn't make, they lasted one episode. And I know, you know fucking you know yates is two episodes i don't know it's just infuriating there's so much going on but there's no substance to it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um again Dexter they could have made this 30 minutes like you, you made that very good point they could have made this right, one episode 30 right. minutes oh it's like jen said you don't need 90 percent of this episode like yeah that, that's where i got it from uh so dexter once he goes in the lair and he finds out that he has all this stuff there you know because yates has everything that points him in the direction of being the brain surgeon he has he has the his and her jars. He has how to actually cut a brain, but we know he's not the actual one. Uh, Dexter calls Vogel over, and they realize that Yates has been hacking into Vogel's files. Oh, and this is where I was saying where she kind of says the same thing and verbatim from Vogel's blog or whatever she was doing. Uh, 
Somehow he's deluded himself into thinking his feelings for his sister is genuine, unaware there are no real emotions behind them. Um, I should have saved the clip for here, but I feel like she did try to tell him this earlier in the episode where mm. everything you're putting together in your head is not whatever. Um, the other part, the other part that had me a little confused is like, this is this is a psychologist who admitted Vogel and Harry sort of experimented on him. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he think Vogel does this stuff? Yeah, no clue. Like, you know what I mean? You would have to think that. I mean, there was times like he says, "Like, are you analyzing me?" Of course, she's always been analyzing you. She's honestly. one of she's one of he. Oh, sorry, he's one of her longest running experiments. Like, that's like that's right. how you could put it. That that is her longest running experiment. Of course, she's going to take notes. The show tries to make Yates's father and comparison with Yates to Dexter and Deb in terms of like Yates will kill his, you know, because we get this little scene where Dexter fakes being from the nursing home, gets Yates in there. I don't even want to talk about how they just both escape after an alarm goes off. Like Dexter is just hiding in the corner. And they both escape. Yates goes out the window. Dexter walks mm-hmm. out of the room. No one knows any of the better. Um, but you're sort of making this thing where it's like Yates would kill his father to get by, whereas like Dexter, you know, Dexter used to talk about how everyone around him is just shields to show who, you know, protect him, who he really is. I just think whatever they tried to do was so sloppy that like, mm-hmm. I don't, <laughs> I don't even care. Um, before... Go ahead. No, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, something that I don't know where I was going to put this, but I found it interesting. Um, there's a the, the, one of the tapes that Deborah watches. This to me, I found, I thought they were trying to make some similarities. Okay, sure. Um, De- Harry mentions how Deb had, how Dex, blow fuck. Harry mentions how Dexter had all of his stuff laid out on the floor. And while this is not an audio medium, Elway comes into Deb's office and she's like, this is my process. And she has stuff all over the floor. If you remember that scene. Uh, So Mm. I just want to play the little clip back to back. He had everything laid out on his bedroom floor. Dexter saw in the paper. We do have filing cabinets, you know. This is kind of my process. Just something... um, I noticed, I don't even know if it was intentional or not, but just something interesting. So sort of wrapping up Dexter, Deb, and Vogel's storyline, Deb comes to grips with what she has to do. Uh, She sees Quinn at the station. I think you could appreciate it a little bit more on a watchback that she's like literally saying goodbye to Quinn forever. (laughs) You know, Um, something that always, always makes me laugh. And it's really where the first time watching this, 2013, I think this is July, is really where I said, holy fuck, the voiceover is so stupid. (laughs) Is the moment where after Deb says bye to Quinn and she's walking into Miami Metro, Dexter's walking out of Miami Metro, (laughs) Deb is on the scene and the Dexter voiceover just goes, Deb. <laughs> I don't even know if I, it was must have been so bad I didn't even notice it. It's I didn't even notice like, it. What are we doing with the voiceover? Like, 
we know that's Jennifer Carpenter, and I know we're always watching it through Dexter's eyes. And if this is a nitpick, I'm okay with that because I always laugh when he just goes, Deb. But th- that's how bad it is. I didn't. I don't even notice it, so it didn't add anything to it. So why even do it? It always makes me laugh. It just always makes me laugh, and how gonna, stupid. As soon is. as this is over, I'm gonna fast forward to the end of this episode again and watch it. <laughs> Dexter and Deb go for a ride. Deb brings up the DVDs, you know, straight up ex Dexter. Did Harry kill himself? And that sort of solidifies her plan. Oh, man. So, <laughs> Deb, Deb jerks the wheel. Let me set it up and then we could talk about it. The car goes into this lake. There's a guy there. He rescues Deb. Deb goes back in this guy. to save Dexter. End of the episode. Oh man, let me let me state my my overall case of why this is so infuriating. Okay, it's episode four. You're not killing Deb or Dexter. You've made what are we now? A eighty four. This is this is the eighty eighth episode. We know you're not killing a main character four episodes into the final season. Mm-hmm. And even if I thought it, you gave me 30 seconds to let that sit in my mind because you couldn't have the episode end without both of them being alive. Add to that, and this is something I think I talked about a few seasons ago. If we were live in 2013, as soon as that episode ends, they show the trailer for the next week and you see they're both alive. So what was the point of doing this? Especially if Deb is so sure she's going to kill both of them. Seconds later, seconds. I mean, because the car goes into the lake, the guy grabs her out and she's like, I have to go save him. Okay. Okay. I just finish don't it, finish, understand. Finish, finish. I just don't understand what the point of this is. They don't. It's not a cliffhanger because they. This. I think it's like two minutes. This entire final scene. It. It happens, and then they solve it. I feel like if you don't. If you don't cut me off, I'm just gonna sit here for the next <laughs> hour repeating myself. So please go. Okay. So first off, it would have been a cliffhanger. Had they just shown her go under the water and then it's just like you see the bubbles. Remember how that kind of gets to that point? Had they just gone dead silent, credits roll. Okay, hey, it's a kind of a cliffhanger. We know Dexter's not dead, right? But maybe he's in a coma. Maybe maybe, maybe Jennifer Carpenter dies. We don't know, right? And then next week on Dexter, don't show either character. Just show flashbacks or something like that. It would have at least left something that would have been fun, right? That That's my take on the ending to this because i agree now part of that ending though that really infuriated me is after they go into the water they land in the water right this guy comes out this dude right here comes out and he goes fishing or or he goes um into the water to rescue jennifer cover which i think and Go back and watch it. I kind of wonder if it wasn't even actually jennifer carpenter I kind of wonder if they had a doll like a life-size doll because at one point she's floating like perfectly on the water. It's really weird. Something about her doesn't seem right. Now, maybe it is her. I don't know, but she's sitting here and she's going like this, like she's not moving or anything. Right. And so he's like fit, like carrying her over and stuff like that. So this girl, 
Jennifer Carpenter, who weighs maybe 100 pounds soaking wet, is injured to the point where she can't swim to the shore. And this guy has to rescue her, goes back unconscious, jumps back in the water, rescues Dexter, who's buff. Let's be realistic, weighs probably double what Jennifer Carpenter weighs. And she's able to pull him out of the water and swim. I'm done. I'm done. I don't care. Like it was so bad. None you know what's funny? Was- <laughs> Me and you are chopping the scene down in entirely different ways. You're looking at how unrealistic it is. I'm looking at how fucking stupid it is. And when you <laughs> add that together, this is really bad. It's it's so fucking unrealistically stupid. That's what it is. <laughs> and unnecessary. Like it added nothing. It shoot added- him. Shoot him. It, and this the was bullet so bad. Goes this through was, the chest or, or oh, all. This of it. was so bad that I, to this day, remembered watching this for the first time. And before we ever did this podcast, before I ever even heard of you, and people would talk about Dexter, I'd be like, "You remember when that car drove into the water and how fucking stupid that was?" I would talk about this scene. That's how bad this is. This is worse than spoiler alert. Really quick, this is worse than the ending with the boat. That's how bad this is. This is so dumb. The only reason why it's not is because that is the series ender. This is episode four ender. I think we have dumber moments, treadmill, before we get to bad moments. Regardless, yeah, regardless. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we could we yeah, we could talk about that when we get there. We can talk about dumbest um, moments later. <laughs> to the, the, the addition that's okay. She's fine. She's the addition fine. the addition of all of it in terms of what I just don't here here if if I have if I if you could let me pick one thing why would you what makes this worse is that they make this out to be a big moment it's the end of the episode the music they 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 took all their time and money to shoot that car driving and they add the music why do this if twenty seconds later nothing's changed because. And this is something we could talk about next episode. I remember thinking back in 2013, well, that was stupid, but now Dexter has to answer for this car that he stole, that he borrowed from the motor pool. Well, what do you mean it fell in the water? Oh, Dexter maybe had to go to the hospital because he was unconscious. Hey, Dexter, what happened? Why is there so much shit going on between you guys? Why is Vogel? And then maybe something happens with Vogel. And that's how I thought we're going to get like, or he's on edge around Deb. Like he's on edge around Deb. Like when is she going to try again? When is she going to try again? And like all of that. Yeah. Anything. And I'm almost positive by the next episode, this whole thing is completely done away. With. I want to say he brings um, it up once, but it's more like a can. Why? Why would you do that? Like, that's it. But I, I think, I think the next episode opens with it, but I'm talking like after that, that, the after, when we get to episode six, I'm almost positive it's never never brought up no. again. This is just a piss poor way and a lazy way to quote unquote rectify what's going on between them. And it's mm-hmm. just I think we've talked enough about it. It's just lazy and it's completely ineffective. Mm-hmm. No, I agree completely. Um, so that's all I have on this stupid episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think we have a good episode until the finale. Because I do think the finale is somewhat decent mm-hmm. until the very end. Um, I think we'll we're we are we're we're getting into um, some really bad 
waters after this uh pun intended until until this after this episode colton that's all i have for this stupid fucking episode you have anything else not a damn thing (laughs) (laughs) well um much thank you to sean and jen for joining us in the chat today we will be back next week to discuss season eight episode five this little piggy Got tissue that I wish you saw Shock after Mr. Know-It-All Close your eyes and I'll kiss you Cause we're the shade